Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Mastermind, the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Wow, so you guys pr- pretty much grew up together. 
Well, uh, actually, uh, we didn't even know that we knew each other, man. Um, you know, we were very young uh, back then, man. This was in the 70s, so we were kid kids, you know, yeah. one, two, three years old. And, you know, you can vaguely remember things from back then when you were that young, you know what I'm saying? But um, me and Gangster Pat, man, we end up meeting at uh, – uh, a popular record store. It's a uh, it's a legendary uh, record store, man. It's uh, you know, uh, it's called Popular Tunes in Memphis, Tennessee, in in uh, Whitehaven. And what happened was, uh, my sister, uh, she does management, and uh, we were showing LL Cool J and Houdini around town, and uh, so they had to make an appearance at the record store. So since we knew the city, we were showing them around town and uh went up to the record store and while we at the record while we in the record store, you know, LL Cool J and everybody, they go in the record store, they selling that they uh signing autographs and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we outside the record store. I'm just standing out there and I'm talking to, you know, people outside the record store, so this dude on the bike, man, about my age, you know what I'm saying? I started talking to him, man. And he was like, oh, you know, man, I'm going to be like that one day, man. You know, I rap, you know, I'm going to do that one day. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing that that person was Gangsta Pat, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, you know, eventually after we uh, got together at OTS Records, you know, and we started putting two and two together, come to find out, come to find out our, our, my stepdad and his dad, they knew each other. You know what I'm saying? So. And we just kept on rocking from right there, man, with Pretty Tony, uh, MC Rod, Slice T. Um, who else was down there, man? Everybody, everybody, every every rapper from Memphis, man, from back then, man, had been through uh, OTS Records. But we had left at the time. And uh, so everyone knew that we were at OTS, as, as we were at OTS Records. and uh, But we had left. So everyone was flocking up there because they were trying to get on. You know what I'm saying? From from Juicy J to uh, DJ Paul to Al Capone to DJ Zerk was down there with us. DJ Zerk, man. DJ Zerk was one of the originals, man, that was at OTS Records, man. I want to let that be known, too, that Zerk, man, he was one of the originals. He was way before uh, a lot of people came. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was there way before Lock him in the trunk, bro. He was there, man, you know, peeping game from Gangsta Pat, man, because Gangsta Pat was a very talented individual, man. He could play keyboard. He could play guitar. Uh, a lot of people don't know, man, Gangsta Pat, man, is a, a multi-talented person, man. He could play a lot of instruments, you know what I mean? Musician. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a musician, for real. Full-fledged musician. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I I wasn't a rapper, man. I I wasn't a rapper. I wasn't a producer. None of that, man. And uh, so when we were there, well, after we end up leaving, um, we became separated for a little while, and then we hooked back up. And uh, Gangsta Pat was like, man, look, man, I got another deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's with uh, it was called Triad Records. I believe it was the name. Yeah, it was the same. Oh, no, it was Power Records. Uh, so it yeah. was Power slash Triad. 
it was the same record label that uh, Vanilla Ice started with. And um, when we got down to Atlanta, man, uh, we did the Deadly Versus album. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? And, uh, classic. You know, I he- yeah, I helped. Actually, Gangsta Pat produced it, but, you know, I would let them know what sounded good, you know, what didn't, you know, and we just, we did that album together, man, the entire album. And, uh, you know, then after that, we became separated again. And then my my big brother, uh, Harold Bain, uh, he started the Verbally Toxic Studios. And uh, Verbally Toxic was kind of like a spinoff from uh, Parliament Funkadelic. George Clinton actually gave us the name Parliament. I mean, George Clinton actually gave us the name of Verbally Toxic because uh, my stepdad actually played for Parliament Funkadelic, too. You didn't know that, did you? No, that's that's dope. That's uh, history right there because to get a name from one of the biggest iconic groups of all time, I mean, you got to look at the connection between Parliament and hip-hop, all the fucking songs that that came from that. uh, Yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah, man. Uh, if you listen to that album, man, that uh, that Psycho and the Charge Partners, man, I actually uh, got a Bootsy Collins uh, sample on there that we used uh, me, that uh, on a song that me and Lil Skull did. And uh, I, think that, I think the name of that song was Ain't No Slipping. And uh, it's a Bootsy Collins sample. And, uh, man, we didn't have to get cleared for the sample or nothing, man. George Clinton was right there when we did the song, man. He was like, hey, man, roll with it, man. Y'all family, you know, and we roll with it, man. And, you know, that's how that went, man. And, I, and, and on that Psycho and the Charge Partners album, man, you know that the Charge Partners, man, was actually a group that uh, they didn't have that much pop publicity, you know, at the time as much as, uh, me and Gangsta Pat had, so I was kind of trying to bring them in and let them know that, you know, these guys are tight, man, you know what I'm saying, Lil Sco, uh, Mr. Nigg, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 everybody know them Lil Sco, Mr. Niggs, man, Mr. Niggs, actually, he's a great producer, you know, out of Memphis, Tennessee, he's worked with DJ Squeaky, he's worked with, man, everybody, man. You ask anybody that really produced Memphis, man, they know Mr. Biggs, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So uh, that's how that went. That's how we made it up. You said what now? I said you got a lot of history with so many different people, man. It's like uh, you were there for all these different movements, you know what I'm saying? And back then, when you look at it, you're talking a little bit over 30 years now. When you look back... Do you ever think, man, that, that all these guys were going to make it to the levels they're at? Like, look at Al Capone. He's at the Grizzlies games all the time, uh, uh, hustle and flow. And, you know, um, of course, 3-6 winning an Oscar. Uh, you know, did you think that all these guys were going to uh, get to the level and Memphis was going to be recognized as it is back then? No, I never thought, no, I never thought that Memphis would be recognized like that, man, because back then, man, you know, New York had things on the South. I mean, New York had things on lock, and the South just, you know, the South just didn't get respected like it did, man. You know what I'm saying? So when, like, Two Live Crew, when Two Live Crew kicked the doors down, Ghetto Boys kicked the doors down, man, we was right there with them, man. You know what I'm saying? Brother Marquis, he's a good friend of mine. 
uh, you know, from Two Live Crew, Fresh Kid Ice. He was a good friend of mine. Uh, Mr. Mix, good friend of mine. Uh, you know, as uh, Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill was a very good friend of mine. You know, he actually lived in Memphis uh, for a little while. He used to come over to the house. I sit around, make beats with him, stuff like that. You know, uh, yeah, man. So I actually saw things evolve, man, into what they are today, man. I remember, man, when, you know, DJ Paul, man, was just riding around, man, in the Chevy, man, with a uh, with a Chucky doll, man, you know, uh, selling mixtapes and stuff like that, man, you know. But at the time, man, we were on CD, you know what I'm saying? And 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 Paul and them, man, they was selling tapes, man, and, you know, they surpassed us, man. I congratulated them on that, but, you know, I'm just happy, man, that, you know, that they give us the recognition. You know, I saw an interview well, uh, DJ Paul was saying, you know, how Gangster Pat told him to, you know, do your own record label, man, and you know that way, man, you be in control of everything that uh, that you put out, you know, which we yeah. wouldn't, we didn't, we didn't know. We were always looking for a deal. That was the thing back then, man. You was looking for a record deal, but uh, after we learned the business, Pat kicked that knowledge to uh, to DJ Paul which I didn't even know until I saw the interview. It's on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that Pat had, had told Paul that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. uh, I kind of, uh, yeah, man, I saw, yeah, man, I even saw the, the beginning of the gangster walk, man. You know, all this stuff, man, all this history, man, that I've actually seen happen. And then, you know, it's just kind of odd to me that people will go and get interviews from rappers that are like 30 years old, you know, 25 years old, 35 years old, and you're trying to get them to tell you about the history of Memphis hip-hop. And I'm like, that ain't the way you do it. If I I want to get the history on something, man, I'm going to go back as far as I can, get the oldest person I can to tell me about, you know what I'm saying? If I want to know about Stacks Records, man, I'm going to go and ask one of the Barthes. I'm going to go ask Larry Dotson or somebody like that, man. I'm not going to go and ask somebody that's up and coming now about uh, what went on in stacks. You know what I mean? Yeah, most likely and, they're not even Yeah, and I just don't feel like uh, Gangster Pat gets, his, gets the uh, recognition that he deserves. Uh, no, he doesn't. No, he don't, man. You know, because... People always, uh, you know how things are now, man. We look at the money. Whoever making the most money, man, that's who we gonna roll with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that who we gonna listen so to. Whoever, whoever to make the, yeah, man. Whoever make the most money, we gonna they word law. They yeah. word the law. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoever the most popular, you know, you know how it is. It's a popularity contest. So. You know, it is it, what it, it is, man. It's a shit over substance, man. It's a, and it should be bars before bullshit because, you, you know, you want to talk to the artists, like you said, that know the history and they're saying something with their music. And, um, and you know, look, look at the influence Memphis music has now. You know what I'm saying? The old stuff, yeah. not the new stuff, the old stuff that you guys did back then. 
people are sampling it, people are are, are uh, influenced by it. How does it feel to know that you were part of the uh, the beginning of that and it's still thriving today? Man, it it, it feels good knowing that uh, you know I played a, a big role in it, man. But uh, the yeah. only thing that kind of hurts that kind of hurts my feeling, man, is just the the recognition, man. Uh, people not giving you your flowers, man. You know. Most of the time when people say Memphis music, yeah, most of the time when people say Memphis music, first thing come out of their mouth, you already know, 3-6 Mafia. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. and I'm like, damn, what about Al Capone, man? What about Gangsta Pat, man? What about Tila? You know, what about, you know, Eight Ball and MJG?
you know, he like, man, hey, ain't you gangster cat, man? Blah blah blah. You know how you know everybody knew us in town, man. We was those dudes, man. Everybody knew us, and uh, you know, gangster cat was like, yeah, it's me, man. He was like, eight ball was like, yeah, man, I rap, you know, blah blah blah. Gangster cat, man, gave him the number, man. Told him to come on down to the studio. Like the next day or two, man, eight ball came down to the studio, and uh, he rapped. He was tight. And then uh, he came back to the studio with Marlon. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know they was like, man, we trying, we trying to be like y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? We were saying our little raps and stuff, man. Which uh, MC Rod, now, I was saying a rap that MC Rod had wrote for me, so I was practicing the rap. You know what I'm saying? And uh, MJG was like, man, y'all tight, man. Uh, we gonna be like y'all, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we end up leaving the studio, and the next thing I know, here yeah, they coming out hard. Reginald Ball and got them coming out hard. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hey man, it's all good. You know, but I'm gonna let it be known. I'm gonna tell the truth, and I ain't gonna speak nothing but facts. You know, because it, these these things need to be known about uh, Memphis hip hop, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need to be known. Yeah. I had uh um A Paul M J G on the show one time and I uh I, I hit Pat. I was like, Man, I got I got uh Ball and G on right now, man, I hit the line and he, he called in and was talking to him. That was an amazing thing to capture because they were talking about that early history. And uh uh-huh. you know, they were giving Pat props, you know. That's what we try to do too. We try to capture uh, uh, stuff like that. Like uh, when uh, I get to episode one thousand, I'm going to do a roundtable. You know, you're more than welcome to call into it when we do it. Okay. You know, because uh, we're going to have people on from everywhere. But we try to do that. Like we have Bushwick and uh, Ready Red on together, chopping it up about the early days of the Ghetto Boys, and you know, uh, Spice One, yeah. Cocaine, are chopping it up, and DJ Yella calls in. I mean, we try to capture some legendary shit when we can you know but we, i do remember yeah. pat talking to uh ball and g on the show that was amazing um yeah, yeah pat but pat when really see, when i see helped uh, the city what, what's i said pat really said, helped I, the city pat really man, helped, he helped the, city. the city a whole lot you know yeah he really did man he really did he really did help the city a whole lot man more than what people uh really realize man you know, because yeah. uh, you know how you know how things are, man. You can change one little thing in history, man. That could have changed everybody's outcome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if we wouldn't have went to What if we wouldn't have went to Central Park that night? You might yeah. not never heard of about them, JG. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or what if Pat signed you Paul know, instead of telling him to go do his own label? You know, what if Pat yeah, said, "Man, yeah. work under under me." You know, you never know, man. Yeah. You never know, yeah. man. That one little thing, man. You know, like, uh, what is his name? Marty McFly, man. He went back and changed uh, one little thing, man, in the past, man. And it, you know, can cho- totally change the course of history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, you know, my thing is, is that, man, hey, you know, if Pat never was that guy to humble yourself and say, hey, come on up to the studio, man. You know, let's check you out, man. You know, uh, it might not never it happen. You know what I'm saying? It might not never sure. it happen, man. And I just feel like for people not to mention it, and you know 
that what this guy's done for you, I just, you know, I, yeah, I'm a little gotta, bitter about it, you know. Yeah, you I'm a little bitter about that. it, you know. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, I'm a little bitter about it, man, but it's all good. When I see MJG, man, it's all good. I mean, uh, you know, he, uh, MJG was renting a house for my, uh, for my sister one time. He had a little getaway house, man, where he, you know, where he get away and go do his thing. You know, he had his old schools at the house. He had his gym at the house. It was like a man cave, but it was a whole house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I used to go over there, man, and, you know, work out with him, man, you know, a little bit, man, and, Actually, MJG was going to put me on a little workout schedule at one time. And, uh, you know, we would talk about it, man. But, you know, they still cool cats, man. I love them to death, man. I want them to keep doing what they're doing, man. I just I just want the history to be told right. You know, yeah. don't leave anything out, man. Don't leave nothing out, man. Tell it right, man. Tell the truth, man. Give people their flowers, man. You know what I mean? Why they're here? Because so many people are not here. Gangsta Boo, rest in peace. Uh, you know, Young Dolph, uh, rest in peace. You know, uh, I mean, the city's hurting. You know, just the other day, uh, Big Juke, your guy's brother, uh, was killed. Man, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's man. Memphis? How's Memphis coping with that right now, man? With the loss of uh, Big Juke. Oh, uh, really, man? You know. Uh... Ain't nobody in Memphis. Uh, everybody that's talking, man, are people that don't even live in Memphis. Uh-huh. Everybody that's online talking, you know, on YouTube and all this stuff, man, none of those people are from Memphis, man. All the people from Memphis, man, ain't nobody saying nothing, bro. Everybody know what's going on. Everybody know the deal. You know, ain't nobody saying nothing. Don't nobody want to get into that. That's them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, because one word can put you in it, too. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to pick no side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, with us being from Memphis, you know, we love them both, man. We love Goddard. We love Dolph, man. We love CMG. We love PRE. You know, y'all represented our city, man. I hate that, you know, we got a war going down like that among us. You know, I hate that, man. You know, because... uh. You know, I really think, man, that with those two powerhouse uh, record companies, man, they could have got a lot of people paid out of the city, man. You know what I mean? And I just really hate that it's going on like that, man, which I, I just knew it wasn't going to stop, man. Uh, when when Dolph got killed, man, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the beginning of something bad. You know what I'm saying? Because he was so loved. You know what I'm saying? He was the he was the only rapper with a name that big that actually came back to the city, rode around the city. He filled up people's cars. You know, I would be riding down the street, man, and uh, young Dolph, man, he would just be at the gas station, man, just filling people's cars up, bro. Just filling people's cars up. He individual. didn't even know, man. Yeah, man, he was he was just that type of dude, man. He just really loved his city, man. And he came back, man, to he came back to Gill, man. To uh, like uh, one time, uh, I heard them say, man, I wasn't blessed with this just to keep it to myself. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's how it's yeah. supposed to be, man. God don't give you blessings, man, to just to keep it to yourself, man. You get blessings, man, to bless other people. You I remember know, uh, and, uh, we, we had, not to cut you off, we had Squeaky on the show years ago, I think 2012, mm-hmm. and he was telling us about mm-hmm. Young Dolph. He's like, you got to check out this guy. He's very talented. And, uh, you know, just to think he's not here, I mean, it's just crazy. Like I said, Gangster Boo, yeah. uh, Coop, Lord Infamous, so many. You know, Infamous yeah, been gone man. over 10 years. Over 10 years. Yeah, man. Gone. That, Did you know Lord Infamous? Yeah, that hurt me bad. You know? Sorry, man. What was it's your relationship okay. yeah, like man. with him? Oh, uh, man. Uh, me and Lord Infamous, man. Uh, we lived on the street uh, in South Memphis called Vic. And, uh, you know, after we met again, uh, I say, oh, uh, man, what album was that, man? Well, it was one of them albums, man. It was after they were already doing good and everything, man. And, uh, you know, I met Lord Infamous again, man. I think we met in the in the Shake John or something. It was something like that, or he came over my house with somebody else, or something like that. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, man, I finally met you." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, man, we just we just started kicking it, man. I don't even know how our relationship evolved into what it evolved to, man, to us being together every day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when he uh, when he was doing his own thing with Black Rain Entertainment, you know, man, we used to sit around, man, and watch movies. We used to watch horror movies and stuff like that. And uh, I used to bounce ideas off of him, man, you know, and, you know, throw it to the wall, man. If it stuck, he used it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, man, that was a that was a big that was a big hurt, man, to uh for him to leave, man, because he was like, man, psycho, man, I'm starting this uh this Black Rain Entertainment, you know, me and Two Tone got this going on, you know, uh, I'm gonna drop this album, and blah blah blah, you know what I'm saying, man? I'm a, you know, I got you, I'm gonna take you with me, man. I got you, psycho, man. You ain't gotta worry about nothing. I got you, man. And uh, when he ended up dying, man, it was like, man, well, you know, that's a wrap. My career over. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, you know. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like it was over, man. You know, and I got uh, I got heavily into drugs. Uh, you know, developed a drug addiction, man. I started off, man, with syrup. That went to uh, Percocets and pills. That went to heroin. Heroin went to fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? Then when I started with the fentanyl, man, uh, I OD'd a couple of times. And uh, the last time I OD'd, man, I was in a, uh, I was in this cell phone shop, man, up on uh, Elvis Presley. Uh, and uh, when I woke up, man, my my uh, my dad was standing over me, man, and he just had tears in his eyes, man. And uh, I actually, man, you know, Satan was there. And uh, I actually saw Satan, you know, but uh, it, Satan was not a man. You know, he came as a female at that time, and uh, that female was there. And, uh, you know, when I saw her, man, I just knew who it was, man. And, and she was smiling, man, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I got you, you know, or I, I almost got you, you know what I'm saying? And I knew it was, I knew who it was because, 
the look on her face and, you know, who is smiling? Who's smiling while someone's dying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who does that? But Satan. You know what I mean? Who does that, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, human in, human instinct, when you see somebody, when you see somebody hurting, you see somebody in a car accident, whatever, man, human instinct is to go help, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this girl was sitting there smiling, man. So after that, man, when I saw how bad that hurt my dad, man, how bad it hurt my mom, man, you know, uh, man, I, I dropped it right there, uh, brushed myself off, man, cleaned myself up, man. Uh, I gave myself, man, about a year and a half, two years, man, clean, you know, just to get my mind back right, just to, you know, get myself together, man. When I got myself together, uh, I got a phone call from Scan, man, man. Uh, you know who Scan, man, is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. He's been on the show many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So when I got myself together, yeah, yeah. So when I got myself together, man, uh, I got a call from Scan Man, man, which Lord Infamous always told me that uh, me and Scan Man need to hook up, man, because, uh, you know, Lord I always liked how I handled business, man. He was like, I was always prompt. I was always on time. I was always ready. You know what I'm saying? So he told me I need to hook up with Scan Man. And uh, so back to the other part, when I got out of uh, – you know, rehab and everything, got myself together. Scan man gave me that phone call. He was like, man, look, man, we're going to start this distribution company. Uh, it's Nephilim Distribution. Uh, you know, we need you on the team. You know what I'm saying? I know what's going on with you. He knew I had, a, a you know, I, I had dealt with drug addiction and stuff like that. Scan man knew that. And, uh, you know, man, he looked out for me, man. He always watched out man and he he wouldn't let it he right now today man he won't let nobody come around me man you know no drinking no drugging none of that man he's like hey man look y'all doing right this there. shit man we yeah man yeah man scam man look out for me man he's like man look man we don't do this shit around here man you know what i'm saying so you know Hell big yeah. ups to scam man too man big ups to scam man man he looked out for me bro you know, love, love them, man. That, I love that, yeah, guy, that's man. a good friend to have because many won't be that type of friend. Um, but let, let's go back for a minute. You overdose, you know, you're dying, uh-huh. and you see Satan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. When you come out of that, you know, um, how hard was it for you to, uh, you know what I'm saying, kick heroin, man, and fentanyl and all that stuff? Like, what, what did you go through withdrawals? Man, I mean, what, what was it like? <laughs> Man, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. When I uh when I had that, that last incident, man, and I saw Satan, man, uh it was like uh it was like a choice. It was like a choice, man. It was like it was almost like God was talking to me. I, I really don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just my mind or whatever, man. It was just like, you know, hey, if you keep doing this, man, you gonna go with that person that was smiling at you when you woke up. Or you can go this way with me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I had had withdrawals before, and I went without, you know, uh, know, heroin or whatever before. 
And uh, it's a horrible feeling, man. I know you don't hear stories about it. And uh, when I uh, when I made that choice, man, and I prayed to God, I just said, man, just help me get through this. You know what I'm saying? I want to do this for my mom. I want to do this for my family. You know, I want to get my, I want my life back. You know, God, please just help me. Man, would you believe, man, he took those withdrawals away? I'm sorry, what's that, brother? He took those withdrawals away. Yeah, I said, would you believe he took those withdrawals away? Just like that, huh? Yeah, man, God took those. I mean, I had, you know, uh, I was a little uncomfortable, but it was nothing like, you know, withdrawals, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to run a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But I could stand it, you know what I mean? I can stand yeah. it, man, and it, yeah, man, and he, God took that appetite, you know, away, man, and, you know, I just want to let people know, man, that uh, God is real, man, God is real, Satan is real, man, this shit is just as real as me and you talking on the phone right now, man, I know Lord Infamous told you the stories about him, you know, uh, everybody, you know, it's all on YouTube, uh man, this this uh the spirit realm shit, man, is real, bro. It's just as real as you waking up in the morning and you looking in the mirror and you seeing yourself, man, it's just as real as you touching your own damn skin. Just because you don't see it with your naked eye doesn't mean that it's not there, man. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's all around there. us. It's, it's all, all around, uh, it's man. an interdimensional thing, man, for sure. Yeah, you, uh, how long have you been clean, Psycho? Man, I've been clean three years now, man. Oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man, I've been, yeah, man, I've been clean three years now, man. And I've accomplished more in three years, man, than I've, than I accomplished, man, in the, in the 10 years that I was on this shit. You know what I'm saying? That is wonderful. So, I yeah, wish so, you nothing you know, the best. Continued, continued success in that, man. And, and uh, you know, because uh, a lot of people don't make it back from that. And you to be three years sober, that, that's amazing. What, what do you do to keep your mind off of that? You do a lot of exercising or, or got hobbies or anything? Oh, or? Man, you know, man, I got so many hobbies, man. I, I, I do. I dip and dab, uh, you know, in the model cars. I like doing uh, model cars, old classic model cars. Uh, of course, you know, I like uh, helping new artists, you know, that are up and coming, I, uh, you know, which I do A&R for other Nephilim distribution. I like helping do uh, with artists and uh, eating healthy, man. Uh, you know, you know, I'm 50 years old now, man. So eating healthy, man, is another thing, man. And my mind is just, you know, I just don't crave it, man. I don't even, it don't even bother me no more, man. You know what I'm saying? Actually, man, when I smell weed or cigarettes or something like that, man, the shit turned my stomach now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. That's and, how it was with course, cigarettes with me. I can't stand yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, man. And I can't stand it, man. And, of course, you know, I, you know, get my exercise on, man. You know, that's how I look so good. <laughs> You hey, man, you, you're doing great, though. I, I, I'm real proud to hear that, man, because I, I didn't know that you had an addiction problem. You know, so to hear that, but to hear that you're three years sober, I mean, that that's, that's phenomenal. You know, um, 
I want to go to a break right now, and then we're going to bring on the homie DJ Lord Sinister from France. And I know he's got some questions for you about some of your music over the years. But we, uh, he yeah. sent me two songs to play tonight. One we're going to close out the show with. Uh, we got You Don't Know Me, and we got uh, Welcome to the Graveyard, man. Which one do you want to go with? You right Don't now? Know Me. You Don't Know Me. Now, this is off of Psycho and the Charge Partners. That came out in 97, right? Yeah, it came out in 97. 97. Classic album right there. Um, you know what I'm saying? You guys need to definitely check that out. And uh, we'll be right back with Psycho. Don't go nowhere. Now I don't think you know me 
Russo, episode 963, Memphis Legends Psycho right here. Man, that's yes, a classic sir. right there. You know, uh, do yes, you, do you get a lot of people hitting you up uh, still wanting that album? All these yeah, years yeah, later? yeah, man, I got a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people still hit me up uh, on that album, man. Actually, man, I didn't know that that album uh, had did as well as it did because uh, we were distributing with uh, Selecto Hits at the time. And uh, Selecto Hits actually had a fire. And uh, all the uh, a lot of people's uh, material got burned up. And that yeah, was, uh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people's stuff got burned up. And uh, so... Uh, where that got burned up, I think the like the master, the 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 actual master, uh, the glass CD we used to have, we used to call them glass CDs back then. That was the, like the master CD. It got burned up with it, and uh, some kind of way, man, I guess people just made copies and you know burnt copies and stuff like that, man, and it spread it like wildfire, man. And uh, when I got back on the scene, man, people, man, was just flood me, man, like man. I got that CD, man. I bought that CD, man. When I was in so-and-so, so-and-so, there was so many people. I was like, damn, that CD did that much? You know what I'm saying? So, Around the globe. Yeah, man. And yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know that, bro. Yeah. But now I do, man. I got people hitting me up from Russia. I got people hitting me up from China, Japan, Russia, Brazil, you know, just all over the world, man. And so what I did, man, I, I had the original... I had I got the well I got the first press copy of that CD. I got the very first press copy, and it was in a glass. It's in a glass case. You know what I'm saying? I had it hanging on my wall, man. And I took that CD out the case, and uh, man, I got more pressed up. You know the cover, everything, man, just like the old CD band, and uh, you know, start selling them myself, man. And, People be getting them, man. They be getting them. And then I also, uh, I sent some out uh, to some fans, you know, since I'm with Nephilim Distribution now. Uh, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, 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 Memphis Mafia uh, store on the, uh, on the site. And, uh, I wish I sell, uh, Psycho merch on there. And, uh, you know, people will order t-shirts and stuff like that. If they spend, a hundred bucks or something like that, I'd be like, man, they deserve a CD, man. So I'll, I'll sign a CD, man, and I'll drop it in their form, man. And uh, once they get the CD, once, once they get the CD, I'll surprise them with a picture of me signing the CD. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'll send yeah. it to them on Facebook or something, yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, that way the they can tell somebody, hey, I got the actual CD that he signed. You know what I'm saying? And they'll have the picture the picture to verify it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's dope. Yeah, man. just like Yeah, Looking just, out like for Cooster, the fans. just like Cooster just like Cooster nigga did me. Cooster nigga did me the same way. You know what I'm saying? Uh Cooster nigga actually uh I got Cooster nigga last the t the shirt that he had on in the last tour that he did with uh DJ Paul and Crunchy Black. You know what I'm saying? I got that actual tour shirt right now. Fine, wow! Now yeah. that—that's a collector's item too. I mean, that's—that's that's huge. Man, Rest you know, I almost food. sold it. Mm. Yeah, man, I almost sold it, bro. 
Uh, yeah, good thing you kept it. Yeah, yeah, man. I went ahead and kept it, man. I was like, I had to think about it, man. I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing, man? But hey, man, you know, you do crazy shit when you're on drugs, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just happy that you, uh, and I know your family's happy that you came back from that, man. Because, uh, like I said, a lot of people don't, you know, like, like we, like you said, we had Lord Infamous right here on the show telling us about going to hell and, and 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 surviving the overdose and and then less than a year later he was gone for good so it's uh it's terrible you know to see that happen it's always good to see someone like yourself come out of it um yeah, man. the french connection man uh dj lord sinister sinister you there brother yes yes uh, it's the french connection hi scott yeah. hi legendary psycho <laughs> Yeah. It's another time yeah, on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You were there since the beginning of Memphis Hip Hop because uh, you are on the Gangster Pack album uh, and the Gangster uh, in the in the photo you are neat, in it with uh, uh, we can see uh, uh, Mac 10, uh, we can see Slice T, uh, World, MC World. And uh, it was in the uh, Walter Simmons project at that time. Yeah. Uh, so man, how you know that, man? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's because always been to know more about Memphis than some Memphis artists. <laughs> man, how does he yeah. know that, man? Way in front, he even, man, those projects don't even exist no more, man. How you know that, man? <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was in, 90, in 95, in fact, in Memphis, so uh, I see a lot of, of things over there. The first time I get it, <laughs> so it was crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, wh- man. When uh, Split Personality came out uh, in '92, you was ahead of the time. Even if you call sample your song Split Personality, song later, and uh, Mark Capone said you are the creator of Memphis Devil Shit. Um, can I tell us about this? And uh, you was the first one to do this, this type of Type of music, in fact. Uh, can I tell you? Uh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say. Uh, I wouldn't say was the first man. You know, really, like I say, man, I would give Gangster Pat all that credit, man. You know, Gangster Pat, man, really, man, he was the one. He was actually the one, man. That him and Slice T, man, they could play those instruments, man. I couldn't play those instruments, man. I could probably beat out some man i probably hit a couple of things on the drum machine man. but i couldn't you know man all credit due to gangster pet man slice t man dj zerk man dj squeaky man you know what i'm saying it's just a, a mixture of all those guys man you know uh you know seeing what they did you know what i mean so you know i give all my credit to them man i didn't it, nothing was done just me you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, and but then you, it was uh, just a thing, huh? No, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, you you were right there, you got to see it, you know what I'm saying? So you know the history. Yeah, man, I learned from them, man. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I know how a lot of people would do, and they'll they'll be like, yeah, man, I did this and I did that. No, man, you know, I learned from them, man. I I, yeah. I, I learned I, I learned from them. You know what I'm saying? They they were the masterminds, man. And, you know, uh, the Memphis sound is actually a mis- a mixture of all those guys, man. It's a mixture of Tommy Wright and 
DJ Zerk and uh, Squeaky, Gangsta Pat, uh, 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 DJ Spanish Fly. You know what I'm saying? It's a mixture of all those guys, man. You know, there's just you know no. There's no one yeah. person that created that sound, man. There's no one person that did, you know, that really just created, you know, that, man. I, I just, I just can't take that credit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to keep, it, I want to keep it real. Just because uh, the eerie uh, stuff that, that well, uh, um, Freak Master FM was dope at time also, which was more bounce like DJ Jimmy stuff. Uh, or something. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> after you, uh, we go with DJ BK, with uh, DJ DJ Sound, uh, 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 all that, Pinky, all that. But, um, and uh, how can uh, the process of uh, of creation and what equipment uh, you made your beats at time in '92, especially for split split personality? Uh, uh, man, we was using uh SP uh SP twelve hundred MPC three thousand uh what was I forgot what that rolling keyboard was uh four track uh a lot of movie samples horror movie samples stuff like that oh yeah you know what I'm saying yeah 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 man that was a that was a big thing man to uh take from horror movies and slow them down and. You know, different stuff like Phantasm. that. Phantasm. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, man. You know exactly. Yeah, man. So that was a, that was a big thing. Brent, that, uh, Brent Scammer. You know, that was just. <laughs> yeah, it was just going on at the time. It was just going on at the yeah. time, man. That was just Memphis thing, man. We, you know, we felt like, you know, okay, okay, NWA they gangster. How can we be more gangster than gangster? This devil shit. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody more gangster than the devil. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't, no, yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody here, yeah, man. Horror, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it don't get no more worse than a than a, a slasher movie. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's how that came all about, man. But, man, I can't take credit for none of that, man. Like the Psycho on the Charge Partners album, man. You know, which was the, you know, the uh, biggest thing I ever done on my own. You know, uh, and even even then, I didn't do, I didn't produce that album on my own, man. If you go on that album, man, look at the credits, man. You know, I had uh, yeah, right. I had uh, DJ Ski Mask, I had Mr. Ned, or uh, even Lil Skull, man, help uh, do a little yeah. production, man. So I can't just take all the credit to, for myself, man, and and do it like that. No, man, I want to give people their credit where their credit is due, man. Because they kids might hear this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you get credit for Al Capone's group also, Man of the Hour. And you produced also the first paper for Edward and Judge Heath. Well, they well, called well, DOA at the time. Yeah, well, well back then. Uh, they, they called you DOA. Know, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Al Capone, man. Uh, he, he's a good friend. Man, I talked to Al Capone right and I could still call him. You know, uh, it was just a vibe, man. It was just a vibe, man. It's just what was going on back then, man. You know what I mean? And, uh, 
you know, even though Al Capone, you know, he, you know, Al Capone is more on the blues thing now. You know, yeah. he's kind of like, more like a blues. Yeah, he's more like a blues rapper now, man. You know, he, he, uh, you can tell he's not as gangster as he used to be. His 95 album is one of the hardest albums, man, uh, The Resurrection. Because it was like a, a mixture of lyrical drive-by with some new tracks. And it came out on Brutal Slash Priority. That shit was hard. Cold-Hearted Killer. and um, Man, that album right there is a classic. Yeah, shout out to Al Capone. When I touched down at Murder Dog, you know it was crazy? King JC and Al Capone were already there doing reviews. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here, I'm doing mm-hmm. reviews in this magazine. I'm like, I'm doing reviews with Al Capone and King JC. And, you know, because I, I just started getting on the Memphis scene and, and, and learning about all you guys and stuff. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, Al's always been a good person, man. Shout out to Al Capone. Had to yeah, say man, that King sure. JC, man. King JC, man, he's a good dude, too, man. Uh, yeah. Tell you how I met, end up meeting King JC, man. Um, uh, he did. You of uh, of course you know he did an album with uh with Brother Marquise from Two Live Crew. Yeah, you know that, right? Yeah, B- Bottom Boy yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. I helped put that together yeah. back in the yeah, day. Yeah. So what happened was I already knew uh Brother Marquise because you know uh you know Gangsta Patty got pretty big, man. You know we was the first nationwide artist out of Memphis, and uh, he got pretty big and uh. We met Brother Marquise in Atlanta in, like, 94, 95, you know. So, you know, they were still, you know, Two Live Crew was still doing good. And uh, I didn't know that they were fans of us, and we fans of them. So uh, I met uh, Brother Marquise, man, in the grocery store in Atlanta. And uh, we hit it off, man. He came by the crib one night, man, and we kicked back, man. We smoked some weed. You know, kicked it, and uh, uh, me and him became good friends, and just real good friends. And uh, so me and Gangsta Pat, we moved out of Atlanta. We came back to Memphis, and uh, here it is about five, ten years later or whatever, uh, Brother Marquise is doing this album with King JC, and some kind of way, Brother Marquise was like, man, where's Psycho, man? I want to find Psycho. Some kind of way, King JC found me and brought brought Brother Marquise over my house, man. And uh, that's how I met King JC, man. And right now today, you know, man, King JC, man, we go back and forth, man. We talk every now and then on Instagram, you know. Uh, but King JC, man, he King JC played a big part in uh in in this uh this underground thing too, man. We can't. We can't leave him out, man. I know everybody thinks that uh, Lil White is the only uh, white rapper out of Memphis, man. You know, a lot of people think that. Uh, but King JC, man, he's definitely in there, bro. Yeah, yeah, he goes back a long ways, man. He, he was going back and forth from Albuquerque to Memphis and, and blending two different styles. I mean, very, very talented individual. Like Total Chaos of Tux Outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, um, King JC, man. Can you tell us about the the, the Memphis vibes, the Memphis club back in the day, uh, like Club No Name, Club Expo, uh, it was crazy at uh, Lama Avenue. I, I was over there in 95 in a, 
and I can't see the dance, a vo- like a voodoo trance. And uh, it was yeah, initiated man. at first by, by the Bother Work. It was stated in that yeah, and, and you see all yeah. that. Can you tell us about this? And the, it was crazy, but it was unique in Memphis, and, and you see nobody other cities. Can you tell us yeah. about it? Oh. Well, what happened with that, man, um, as a lot of people don't know, man, the uh, two originators of the Gangster Walk, man, was actually uh, yeah. a guy named Eric Alexander. Eric and, Brother. Uh, Brother. Yeah, Eric yeah. Alexander. Mac-E, Mac-E, yeah, and, yeah, Mackie and uh, Michi Bovan. Right. So they actually right. started that, man. Yeah, they actually started that. And uh, which they were, you know, their family, man, was the biggest drug dealers in Memphis, man. So everybody, man, you know, pretty much followed what they did. You know what I mean? And uh, so uh, Club Expo uh, slash Club No Name, that's where uh, DJ Spanish Fly used to spin records. He was a DJ there, man. And it was like every Friday night, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Every Friday night, man. Pretty Tony was up in there. All of us, man, was up in there, man. And. Uh, right. It just it just evolved, bro. And and from us going around in a circle like that, man, just going around in a circle, man. If you slipped and fall, man, you was getting trampled. You know what I'm saying? It, it kept going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's amazing to see uh, what it has evolved into now. You know what I'm saying? All the added moves. You know. Uh, you know, and to see how it has spread you know, around the world, man. We got people in Russia, man, you know, gangster walking, yeah. man, you know, which they call it juking now, you know what I'm saying? It's but, you know, that's <laughs> just an amazing thing, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing thing, man. It's an amazing thing, man. Uh, and Joe's Bond was uh, true. And uh, uh, NL Cool G came out in, in 87, and he's, he tried to, to gangster walk, right? That time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, he came out in 87. He, uh, right. what, what, what's that, 87? No, I think that was a little bit later than 87. I think that was like 89 or 88, somewhere up in there, man. You know, it's a little okay. blurry up in there. But, yeah, he came. Man, I remember, man, when uh, Easy e first saw it. You know what I'm saying? I, I was backstage with Easy e and NWA, man, which uh, Laylaw, uh, rest in peace, Laylaw, uh, you know, uh, Layla was a good friend of mine, man, and uh, you know, I was backstage with them, man. So they going around in circles, you know, in the Mid South Coliseum is made in a circle, and uh, people were going around in the circle, and uh, Easy looked up like, man, what are they doing, man? I'm like, man, it's the gangster walk. He was like, damn, Michigan fly, you know what I'm saying? And then here it is a year later, uh, MC Hammer blew up. And uh, some kind of way, man, he heard Pretty Tony get booked. And, uh, yeah. you know, MC Hammer used that get booked, get booked, get booked, get booked, get booked. He got that from Pretty Tony, man. And uh, I think Pretty Tony, man, tried to sue him for that or something like that. I don't really know what happened with that, man. But, yeah, man, uh yeah, man, the Gangster Walk, man, took off, man, and uh, I think MC Hammer kind of, you know, took it and let people see, you know, what we were doing in Memphis, but he didn't, 
let people know, hey, I got this from Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. G-Style, G-Style, uh, Street Gangster. Oh, yeah, uh, man, I forgot about G-Style. Yeah, I forgot about G-Style. I forgot about, uh, you know, Crunchy Black. You know, Crunchy Black was a uh, was a big staple into uh, bringing the gangster walk into performances on stage with a group. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody had did, did it like that. You know what I'm saying? We used to get crunk. We used to get wild. We used to get buck on stage, but when uh, G style and when G style started rapping and dancing, and then Crunchy Black got on uh, was with Three Six Mafia and he was dancing, and everybody was like, "Man, what are they doing?" You know what I'm saying? It just took off with them, man. So big ups to Crunchy Black and G style, man. They 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 really they, those are are the pine. Well, they put it in the game. You know what I'm saying? But Eric Alexander and Michi Boban, man, they like the pioneers of it, man. They're the originators. But, you know, which they wasn't artists back then. Uh, but big ups to Crunchy and G-Style, man, for, uh, for uh, you know, taking it nationwide like they did, man, and letting people know, hey, man, this is a, uh, this is a art. You know, this is our breakdancing to our hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might break dance to y'all music, but we do this to our music. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know uh, DJ Lord Sinister, uh, he's calling back in. He's got a couple more questions. And then um, when he's done, I want to give you the floor so you can let everybody know what's going on, what they need to look out for. And then uh, we're going to get out here to a classic track. Sin, you back with us, brother? Yeah, yeah, I just think Gangsta Black was also, yeah, well, Gangsta Black, um, Country Black was also dancer for Gal Capone first, before yeah. Evan uh, DJ Paul. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah man. He was a dancer. Yeah, he was a dancer for uh, from Al Capone. And I don't know if, uh, I don't know if uh, they met at, at OTS Records or what, because me and Gangster Pat and, you know, the Legion of Doom, you know, all of us, we had left at the time, you know, so I don't know exactly what really went on at uh, OTS after we left, you know what I'm saying? But I know that, you know, everyone was coming through there, man. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just a uh, it's just a classic thing, man, you know, just – Man, you know, I'm so humbled, man, to see, man, you know, what these guys have done, man, and, you know, what all Evan, of us uh, did, man. And, Evan, Evan uh, Juicy G was called Notorious Juicy J when he was in uh, Crystal Palace and opened for Capone. He was just a DJ at the time. It's crazy. Man, you know more than me, man. <laughs> you know more than me, man, for real, man. I didn't even know that. <laughs> For real, yeah. man. I didn't even know that, man. Shit, I didn't even know you. He you. You got, you, you know, he got Juicy G's place and DJ Powell's place house and, uh, in the north yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a 21 yeah, yeah, century yeah. with DJ Sound also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was in 21 century too. It, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know that. I know that, man. I know yeah, that. Yeah, man. I know. I know you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know um, that. 
So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Memphis is Memphis is uh is known for pimping stuff, and uh, you got to track uh, a pimp, P-I-M-P, or you sample as a classic pin pound of Dungeon and the Locks, Short Years of Pimp, uh, the album of uh, 1973. Can you tell us about this one? It was on uh, Return of the Cycle, 95. And uh, how we get the idea of the song? Man, that's just pimping, man. That's just part of Memphis, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody... You know, if you if you listen to Memphis music, man, you know everybody gonna have a yeah. pimping song. You know what I'm saying? You you know you right. got uh yeah, everybody gonna have a pimping song, man. You know that's just that's just a part of Memphis. You know pimping is big. You know in Memphis, Chicago, which you know Memphis and Chicago, you know we got a lot of connect. And uh, you know even like what uh three six mafia, you know they got the song I'm a P I M P. You know what I'm right. saying? It, it's just, yeah, man. You know, that's just, you, that's just something that you gonna do. You know, if you gonna, right. you just, I mean, come on, man. You had Stax Records here, man. You had Isaac Hayes here, man. Back back in the pimp era, man. So, you know, that's just something, man. That was just bred into the culture, man. And you know, we gonna, that's something that we gonna do. You know what I mean? That's just like. You know, a Memphis artist, man, they going to get those old samples, man, from those old uh, Asley Brothers records, man, Willie Hutch records, uh, 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 Isaac Hayes, you know. Uh, yeah, man, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just, yeah, that's just a no-brainer, man. That's just what we going to do, man. That's just, that's just how it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your producer yeah. also... Uh, this song, uh, Red Rum, with a tiny man and villain, and uh, with Mr. Citer and you, and it was bringing on on a compilation behind this closed doors of Tommy Rider Third movie. Uh, it was yeah. it was good for the, the to be seen at time in 2001. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so what happened with that, man? That was actually on the Psycho on the Charge Partners album, and uh. Got- Tommy Wright, Tommy Wright, he liked the song so much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he hit me up uh, one day, man. He was like, man, Psycho, man, I would love to, you know, you put this song on this album, man. And, uh, you know, man, I just paid my dues to Tommy, man. I told him, man, hey, man, use it, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, which, you know, which it worked out for me because I got more recognition through Tommy Wright you know, uh, with that song. And uh, after he used that song, he came back and he wanted to do a song uh, which was uh, 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 Feel Me on the album. You remember the album Feel Me? Uh, no, Kill yeah. Me Before They Feel, Feel Me. me. Yeah, Tommy Wright's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Tommy Wright came back to me, man. He was like, man, Psycho, man, would you get on this song with me, man? And, uh, I didn't know, man. I would be on a song with uh, with the legendary uh, Princess Loco, and uh, right. uh, with the late legendary Princess Loco, and the late legendary K Rock. You know what I'm saying? With right. Loco on there with me yeah, and Tommy Wright. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, I'm happy, man, that I did that song, man. I'm on the song with K Rock, Princess Loco. Uh, it was a time uh, when Luke he was in, uh, and Tommy Wright. 
she was with um, uh, Street Smart Sinisters or, or Manson Family at time. I think so, K-Rock. It was, he left 26 at time, and uh, he go with Tommy White Tom at this time. I think. Well, uh, right. well uh, yeah. he was actually uh, he was actually with uh, oh. Nick Scarfo. Yeah, 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 son Nick. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, he was actually yeah. with Nick yeah, Scarfo. Yeah, yeah. So he was pretty right. much a free agent at the time. Right. right. Yeah, and he was just, uh, you know, he was just, you know, rapping for money. You know what I'm saying? And Tommy Wright was uh, selling, uh, he was selling tapes real good back then, man. So Tommy Wright right. is a very good businessman. And Tommy Wright, man, he would sell tapes and stuff like that. And he would use that money from the tapes, man, to come back and pay rappers to get on other stuff with him. So, you know, man, big respect to Tommy Wright, too, man. Tommy Wright, man, paved the way for a lot. You know what right. I'm saying? And I, re- sure. I really feel like Tommy Wright took that, uh, Tommy Wright took that horrorcore thing uh, to the next level in my book. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause, right. uh, yeah, yeah, in my book, Tommy Wright, you know, took that to the next level. Because, you know, back when I was rocking, man, I, I just, uh, you know, it was whatever Gangster Pat wanted to do. You know, I rolled with right. it. And then when we did the Deadly Versus album, man, I was like, uh, me and the villain, man, we was like, man, look, man, we got to go back to the right. roots. Man, we got to get we gotta get hard like we were, man. We got to do that wicked music. Man, we got to get back to our, you know, because we would, I ain't going to lie, man, we went a little commercial, you know, with uh, Gangster Pat's second album, you know, uh, I forgot. I think it was Gangster Boogie or something like that. We we went a little commercial, man, because of the record company that uh, Gangster Pat was with. You know, uh, Gangster Pat was trying to uh, reach a bigger audience, and uh, you know, Gangster Rap wasn't really accepted like it was, uh, you know, later on in hip hop history. So, um, you know, I just give big credit to uh, to Tommy Wright, man, for keeping it going and taking it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we, but when Deadly Versus came back, man, as y'all can tell, man, we was back on with that, with that gangster horrorcore stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your first artist was uh, loud and famous, and you you was very close to him at time. You you see each other a lot of time. And the crazy shit, which was, you live in the same street as a kid, and you doesn't ever know at time. Is it true? Yeah, 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 <laughs> man. We didn't even know, man. We didn't even know uh, because, man, I used to see him. Uh, I used to see him, man. It was a store called Night and Day, uh, which was up the street from him. It was kind of like down the street from Play or Fly, you know. Which all of us, you know, Play or Fly, uh, Gangster Black, uh, Lord Infamous. You know, all of us live, you know, right there in that area in South Memphis, you know. And I used to see, you know, Lord Infamous at the store at night and day. But uh, he hadn't, you know, they hadn't did anything far as, you know, you know, big far as the rapping went. And uh, he didn't know who I was, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, because I was just in the store. He didn't know who I was. And later on when we saw each other, you know, it was like, damn, man, so you was the same dude dude that was at the store when we used to be in the store at the night and day up there. And I was like, man, you the same dude that was 
and you lower the infamous? He like, and you psycho? I was like, yeah. He like, yeah. I was like, oh, man. And we just we just picked up from there, man, and we just kept it, kept it going, man, kept the friendship going, you know? Yes. La La Famous was a, a really resist uh, MC. We can say you're an MC. And, uh, and you work now with Scalmar, who is a, a, a lyricist to very deep. And uh, uh, can I tell us about um, Nephilim? Uh, you are you artist, and also you you go on the direction of artists. You you, you produce a Crazy Three soon initiated two dimension. Can I tell us about uh, Nephilim as a the collaboration with Scalmar and, uh, and and uh, Crazy Three and the Memphis roster of Memphis uh, Mafia? Okay, uh, so uh, how that is is uh, actually I'm A and R of uh, Nephilim Distribution and right. part owner of Nephilim Distribution. Uh, we got three owners of Nephilim Distribution, which is uh, Scan Man, Total Chaos, and me myself. Um, uh, so uh, you know, Scan Man, you know he's always you know he's got Nephilim music, and uh, I got Memphis Mafia. Uh, which Memphis Mafia, man, anybody can be in Memphis Mafia. You know what I'm saying? You from Memphis, you know, you Memphis Mafia, man. It's Memphis Mafia music. And which I kind of <laughs> stole. Yeah, man, it's Memphis Mafia music, man, and which I stole his mm-hmm. name for Elvis Presley, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Memphis Mafia. I got that name from Elvis Presley. If you go and Google Memphis Mafia, that was the name of uh, Elvis Presley's little gang that he used to run with. So uh, I just rebirthed the name and used that name, uh, updated it. I kind of changed it up a little bit so I wouldn't get sued. I uh, On the Memphis, uh, I used a Z instead of a S, you know. And, uh, you know, since I'm since by me being A&R, you know, I'm always looking for new artists, man. I'm looking for the next person that's going to do it like we did it. And, uh my main choice, man, was uh, I met this uh, this guy, crazy, uh, crazy motherfucking C, man, and uh, yes. you know, man, I just saw a lot of him, I just saw a lot of me in him. You know what I mean? And uh, right. I, uh, he asked me, man. He said, man, I want to work with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just tell me what to do, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna do it. I just need you to guide me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I work with him. And, uh, of course, uh, Trig Bambino. Trig Bambino, man, which is a very good lyrical artist, man. And he's a, uh, he did an album. He did a couple of albums with Seeds of Six. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, DJ Paul, nephew, and, uh, right. well, both of his nephews. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Trig Bambino, uh, he's part of the Nephilim Distribution. And we also, we have a, uh, we got a female artist. Her name is Diabla. Uh, she's on the, uh, right. you know, kind of Latino, right. on the Latino type thing. Yeah, we got uh, right. her. Uh, and we got a whole slew of, uh, of uh, people that are on Nephilim Distribution. But uh, the people that I'm working with, those are some of the immediate people that I'm working with. I also work with uh, another rapper, uh uh, named K Ryan, um, uh, which he's on the uh, Memphis Mafia album. Um, I got um, I got SMK uh, helping us do uh, production, and uh, he's also mm-hmm. doing music. 
Indo G. Indo G is helping uh, do some stuff. Yeah, 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 man. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. We're going to bring Indo G back out, man. We're going to bring Indo G back out. For a long time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time, man. We're going to bring him back out. Uh, Man, we just got this Nephilim distribution thing going, man, because we want to give Memphis artists a home where they don't have to leave Memphis, man. We want to keep it right here at home. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, we don't have to be dealing with a distributor way in another country or or way in another city that you can't even call, that you can't even get help from. And, uh, you know, Scam Man came in and wanted to provide those services, man, for artists in Memphis for things that we didn't have when we were coming up. We wish somebody would help us. We had to do everything ourselves, man. We had to do the footwork ourselves. So we're just trying to provide that service, man, to artists, man, where they'll have a home and be able to call the OG and be like, hey, OG, I need your help, man. What is my next step? What do I need to do? How do I, uh, uh, well, we teaching them how to register their music. You know, because a lot of artists, man, right now today, man, they just distributing their music, man. They're not registering it. They're not signing up with BMI. They're not doing none of this stuff, man. And I'm like, how you expect to get paid? You know what I'm saying? You're not doing your publishing. You're not doing none of this stuff, man. So those are services, man, that we want to provide, man, you know. And that's where Nephilim distribution right. comes in, my guy. Right. And you have the way to, to collaborate uh, with the Flesh and Bone or something? Yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. Uh, Flesh and Bone, man, good friend of mine, man. Uh, I talk to him from time to time, and uh, Big Flesh, man, you know, he's always in my corner, you know, real cool cat, man, uh, Lazy Bone, real cool cat, man. I met him through uh, one of their artists uh, from Chicago. His name is Smokey the Bandit, and uh, I met them uh, through uh, Smokey the Bandit uh, because he, Smokey the Bandit did a remix of uh, Me and Gangsta Pet song, I Wanna Smoke. He did a remix of that song, man, and uh, Flesh and Bone, he made a cameo in the video, and uh, he made when he made the cameo in the video, every time he come through Memphis, man, he give up, he give me a call. Um, I talk to him on Instagram. He follow me. I follow him. You know, we stay in touch. We talk on the phone. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I, 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 made, I pitched it to him, man. I was like, hey, Flesh, man. Uh, think, man, there's a possibility, you know, that we can get something together. And he was like, yeah, man, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just waiting for him, man, to get uh, where he's not uh, so busy, you know, where we can actually sit down, man, and talk about, uh, you know, what we want to do. But uh, he definitely gave me the uh, the okay, man, definitely gave me the, you know, the, the green light, man, that we're going to do something, man. So we're going to have something coming, man. We'll have some coming, man. Yeah. I got a question because you you are in Memphis. Many one it is a question of a lot of the majority of hip hop in Memphis. Uh, and the pyramid of Memphis uh, was created in 91 too. Do you think this, uh, this sound, particularly in Memphis, is unique in Memphis? 
uh, being in, influenced by the the pyramid, who is esoteric, you know, with the Memphis pyramid, uh, like Egypt or something. Do you think about about this? And uh, very few people talk about that. But uh, what what your your point of view? And uh, we talk about maybe a UFO case or something. <laughs> My point of view on what now? Oh, you said on the cocaine. I, no, no, no. I, I, I said uh, the, the, the essence of uh, Memphis hip hop is is born in '91, and the and the the pyramid of Memphis was created at the same time, and we know oh, yeah. can go into uh, is that what we call something stuff vibration. Do you think maybe the, the form and the pyramid could be influenced? Uh, subconsciously, uh, Memphis Rap. <laughs> it's a question. You know what, man? You know what, man? I thought about that. I thought about that, man, and I thought about that, man. And I was like, man, what's up with right. this pyramid? You know what I mean? But, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, they got a Memphis Egypt, man. That's where they got the name from. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they brought. Well. I really thought, man, Memphis went wrong, man, is when they brought Ramsey's here. When they brought Ramsey's here, man, I just felt like, man, that that was kind of a curse on the city, man. You know what I mean? I just I just wasn't feeling you bringing uh, mommy from Memphis, Egypt, to Memphis, Tennessee, and... Right building a pyramid and you know what I'm saying? That was just an eerie you know, it was kinda of cringy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it about it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's crazy. Yeah, maybe, man, yeah. that's just I don't just see yeah, it man, was Masonic just, maybe created by Mason. Maybe Mason by the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, man, it's just that uh you know, the Egyptians were so advanced, you know, back, you know, uh, which we don't know if they were more advanced than us, man, because, man, those people were advanced. And I just think, man, they had tapped in to a lot of spiritual stuff that we don't know about. And um, right. I just feel other, like, other man, dimensions. they should have left that alone, bro. Yeah, man, other yeah. dimensions and stuff. And I just think they were tapped in. Right. And I just feel, man, that was just something that should have been left alone, man. Let those people rest, man. Leave those mummies alone. You know what I'm saying? Leave those people alone, man. We're not going around digging up people in the United States. Why are we going over there digging up them folks and messing with them folks, man, and disturbing their grave? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's sacrilegious. It's worth it. It's like what's happening uh, with the UFO case in Miami. I know you're interested in it, uh, and the, the Allies the sand walk of walk on for are, are, the are we the, are, are we the aliens though? <laughs> That's the question, Sid. Yeah. Are we the aliens? Because yeah. what was here before <laughs> us, you know, what I'm saying, doesn't correlate with what we are and what we have done to this planet. You know what I'm saying? Look, yeah. look what we've done in the last 200 years in the industrialization of this planet. Uh, but for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, shit was okay. We weren't killing off species of animals, and you know what I'm saying. It, it's just like we we, we kind of like fucked this place up. 
I mean, but you got to think about this, man. You know, uh, if you believe in God, man, and you read the Bible, man, all of this stuff is already written. It's already written, bro. The Bible is 100% accurate. You know what I'm saying? There's no way around it. You know what I'm saying? The stuff in the Bible, man, is going to happen. It's just going to happen, bro. There's no way around it. There's a, you can't get a president. We can't vote in a president. Ain't nothing we going to change. People are going to yeah. kill. People are going to steal. All of this stuff is going to happen. Jesus is going to come back. All this stuff has to happen, man. God wrote it. It's going to happen. So man is not going to change anything. Do you think we're in the last days now, or do you think we still got a lot of time left? No, we ain't got a lot of time left, bro. No, we ain't got a lot of time left. I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to make an example for you. Every year things get worse, right? Yeah. It seems like that right now, for worse. sure. Yeah, okay. Every every year things get worse every year. So, in a hundred, can you see us in a hundred years and we a hundred times worse? That'd be fucked up, yeah. Yeah, you see you're, what right, I'm you're right. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, then we got this AI. Yeah, man, we got this AI and all this stuff going on. People ain't going to have to work. Yeah, I mean, it just it's just going to be too much, man, going on, man. And I just don't really, man, to be honest, man, I don't see the human race being here another hundred years, bro. I just don't see it. Yeah. I just Fading don't see the human race being here another. Yeah, man, we're going to wipe each other out, man. Throughout time. I mean, yeah, we're going to wipe each other out. Uh, I don't know. I saw from the, the video. <laughs> hey, man, you know what uh, someone... You know what a military, uh, a guy that was uh, in the military, man, he uh, he told me, man, he was in the military. He also worked at the Pentagon. He told me, man, uh, if y'all only knew, if the government revealed to y'all how close that we are to wars, extinction, and stuff like that, man, people would be in panic right now, man. If y'all only knew how close we were from uh, a comet hitting Earth or, you know, how close we we are from a person pressing a nuclear bomb. If y'all only knew how close we were, you know, the world was just going to panic. And I was like, wow, man, that's something to say. You know, a lot of stuff has to be hidden because we were going to panic, man. You know, even if the people, even if the government... We're hiding aliens or, or reptilians or the greys or whatever, man. Could you imagine how the world would be if everyone knew that those people were here? Oh, yeah, it would be, it'd be uh, total yeah. insanity. Uh, yeah, it would be chaos, man. Worse than what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, so they have to keep this type of stuff from us. And as far as us saying, are we the aliens or are they the aliens, I mean, come on, anybody different from you is the alien. We the aliens to aliens. The aliens are aliens to us. Yeah, you yeah. See they, what I'm saying? So who are we to call who are we to call somebody else the alien? Yeah, yeah, we all might be. You know, yeah. but that's yeah, but somebody that's else. the arrogance of that's the arrogance of human beings. We are so fucking arrogant, you know what I'm saying, that we think we know it all. We don't think anyone's smarter than us. 
and we're so arrogant, man, we don't even think there's other life out there. And even though, man, there's an uncountable amount of planets out there, an uncountable yeah. amount of planets. Infinite, uh, infinite amount of space, and we're just a little yeah. tiny uh, speck of sand in that, you know. So anything could be possible outside of our atmosphere anything. or within it, you know. Yeah, man. We do just you don't know, know how? If we don't know, man, do you know how uh, how common that uh, uh, you know we're made up out of carbon, right? Yeah, we. You know, just, human uh, beings are made up out of carbon. You know. Most living things, well, all living things are made up out of carbon. Plants, flowers, trees, everything made out of carbon. If people only knew how common carbon is in the uh, in the galaxy, in the universe, if people only knew how common that is, you know, they would understand, man, that, yeah, there's other life out there, man. They might not, uh, they might be on the way here. They might be here. All I can say, man, is be prepared. Don't take anything for granted. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people take things for granted and just blow it off. Oh, man, it ain't no aliens because they ain't never seen it before. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never seen Jesus, man, but I know he's been here. You know what I'm saying? I believe in Jesus. I ain't never seen him before. I ain't know who, we ain't never seen God. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's, what, there's so you know, much, we, so many what ifs, and and yeah, you you just don't know, um, you know what could be happening, man. But all I know is shit's fucked up right now, and I hope it gets better. Psycho, man, I want to close on this note, brother. Uh, it's been a hell of a show. It's great to hear some of the uh, the history that you dropped for us. But I want to give you the yeah, platform. Man. I want you to, you know, anything you got coming out, you know, anything with Nephilim, anything you want to promote, any shout-outs, it, it's all yours, brother. Oh, uh, well, uh, the next project, man, that I got coming out, man, it'll be uh, it'll be crazy, uh, crazy motherfucking C, and uh, the whole album will be produced by me, and uh, we taking it back to the basics, man. We taking it back to that horrorcore, gangster, mafia music. When you hear, uh, there's a few samples of it on my Instagram. Uh, y'all can hit me up, man, at, at Psycho Memphis. You know what I'm saying? You can hit me up at Psycho Memphis on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can hit me up at Psycho Memphis on TikTok. Oh, uh, with my TikTok, man, you know, I kind of have fun with TikTok. There's not as much music on there. You know how TikTok is. It's not big on music promotion and stuff like that. TikTok pretty much just a fun place where people go and, you know, talk shit, swallow spit, you know, stuff like that, man. So, uh, yeah, man, just uh, y'all go check out my uh, Instagram, man. There's a lot of music on there, a lot of upcoming stuff on there, uh, a few artists on there that I'm working with, man. Everything is right there on my Instagram or either right there on my Facebook. And uh, if anybody needs any distribution, need their music, Everyone is always welcome to come over to Nephilim, man. We doing merch for you. Uh, we doing merch for the artists, man. We doing publishing for artists. We getting artists on their feet. We getting them going. We showing them the rope. And uh, that's it, man. I want to thank y'all, man, for uh, doing this interview. I really appreciate y'all for acknowledging me. And I just thank you. I thank both of you guys a whole lot, man. 
Man, we we definitely thank you, brother. Uh, I want to thank DJ Lord Sinister for the for the dope questions. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and again, I want to yeah. thank you for just dropping all this game and knowledge tonight, man. Hell of a show. Appreciate We're going to get out of here to uh, something off of, uh, I believe it's from 95, man. Welcome to that graveyard, man. Tell us about this one as we leave, brother. Man, I'm just going to let y'all go ahead and just play that, man. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Go ahead and do your thing, man. You know what I'm saying? I think, man, I think, man we done talked enough, man. I think people can fill in the blanks. Hey, you they're going to love this. They're going to love this episode yeah. for sure. You take care of yourself, yeah. man. This is uh, Welcome to that Graveyard by Psycho. Murder Master Music. Okay, show. y'all take care of yourself, man. All right. You too, brother.
the there's always time for the drive-through deal because no matter how fast you are at making breakfast mcdonald's is faster wake up to mcdonald's breakfast right now buy a sausage biscuit sausage mcmuffin or sausage mcgriddles and get the second one for just a dollar order ahead in the app and pick up curbside price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer valid for product of equal or lesser value 